Hey, I'm Marina. I quit my job in a pandemic to travel the world. So this podcast is a mixture of my inner thoughts as a solo female traveler and interviews I have with inspiring people I meet on the road. So happy welcome to Nick Martin from Travel Echo. I'm super excited to have him here on the show. He grew up in Würzburg in Germany. He started to travel the world over 10 years ago and today is a public speaker, book author and world traveler. And actually the person that inspired me to start this whole travel thing in the first place. So I'm really honored to have him here tonight. So we started, like I saw him first time five years ago on his show in Mannheim. The show called Six Years Traveling the World, The Greatest Gap in Your CV and also bought his book and joined the Adventure Days in Austria. So really happy welcome, Nick. Glad to have you here. Oh, I'm pretty excited to be here as well. So thank you so much for the invitation. And it sounds pretty crazy that uh, you have been to my show five years ago and then <laughs> You read my book and then I can't remember last year when we uh, went to Austria for the Adventure Days. Uh, quite a journey so far, quite a yes. journey. And I'm, I'm actually, I'm feeling really honored uh, that I was uh, a part of it that could inspire you to, you know, to be on this journey right now where you are. Yeah, so um, I usually want to start my podcast with like the question of like first, if you want to introduce yourself a bit more, if I missed something out, you think it's really important. And also tell me, like, what are you grateful for today, for this week, or in general in your life right now? All right, there were a couple of questions. So, uh, no, the introduction was completely fine. Like, I'm actually, too, like, I'm really humble of, like, how people, like, introduce me. And uh, actually, yes, I did publish a book but I don't actually see myself as an author like normally I I see an author like you know an old guy like you know writing a book about like uh, his biography of his life and something like that and um, I don't know it's just like a really far away because I actually see myself just like as a small kid talking about his dreams like even life on a stage or even in my book so yeah, it's, it's kind of a little bit awkward to see myself as an author, but apparently I am. So, yeah. Um, second question. Um, what am I grateful for today? So today I'm actually, it's quite funny because normally every single night I have it as an as an habit already since years that I'm think through my day what I am grateful for what happened this day. So normally I'm going to do, I'm going to ask myself that question every single night. But in the morning, I would say I'm grateful that um, I'm healthy that um, I'm able to pursue whatever I want. So like basically just before this podcast, I was doing a little bit um, marketing promotion for my new book. And um, I don't know, it's just about the freedom I have to do what I love. And I'm really grateful for that. I'm grateful for my health. I'm grateful for that I'm able to have that podcast interview with you today. So as you can see, um, due to traveling, you are actually get to know the appreciation of like um, to be grateful for the small things in life that's really yeah. nice i like that <laughs> so when you already started about like traveling like you started your first ever trip to new zealand and like i read your book and probably everybody should read your book but um what made you in the first place even go there like what was your first instinct of I think I have to go to the other end of the world. 
Mm, well, that was March 2009 when I decided to spend my yearly vacation on the other side of the world. And I think the biggest reason was I've never ever been so far away from back home. And back in my old job, I used to be an IT businessman and I sold business software. And in the beginning of the year, it's like the most stressful time ever um, in, in, my, in my sector of work uh, back in the day. So I decided um, I just I just want to go. I just want to leave. I just want to relax. And it just sounded quite amazing to go to the other side of the world as far away as possible from my work. And um, actually, that was the reason why I chose New Zealand. Okay. It's still on my list, so <laughs> I definitely want to go to the end of the world as well. Oh, you should definitely. It's it's amazing. <laughs> like, as I said, or like as I wrote in the book as well, it was, I think if I would go to another country, it would end up with the same, same outcoming that, you know, I decided to travel the world. But I don't know, like New Zealand is always something special because of the landscape, because of the people, because of the environment, everything. I mean, when I when I first got there and I walked outside of the airport and I went into my van and I just drove away from the airport outside of Auckland. And um, I actually had this initial plan to go to a, a specific beach. Um, you know, I'm German, so I'm probably well planned when I, you know, when I do my travels, like back in the days, and uh, I completely fucked up. So I've never found that beach. I ended up being a being on a complete other beach, but it was nice as well. You know, I decided to park my van, and I brought out a chair, a table, a bottle of red wine, and then um, I don't know. I just started to collecting like some wood for a bonfire, and then other travelers joined me and. We had like you know small talks and like we had a bonfire and we cooked our own dinner and it was just amazing like to sit together with different people from different nations but we have like kind of like the same wave because we were like talking about traveling basically i was just listening because up to that point i didn't experience anything just you know apart from a two weeks holiday in tunisia or something like that but it was amazing to hear all those adventurous stories from other travelers. And that was actually like one really big point. I mean, it was the first night in New Zealand um, that inspired me after three weeks of that whole time what passed in New Zealand mm -hmm. to go back home and kind of like to rethink over my life. That's nice. Like I'm always interested in what people got the inspiration from in the first place. So that's a really nice first attempt to traveling. And you started as a solo traveler, right? So. Have you yes. been afraid in the beginning? Like, have you any thoughts of, oh my God, maybe, I don't know, I get robbed or like the typical reasons why people actually don't start traveling solo. Have you had any of those thoughts? Mm, I did have those thoughts, but I wouldn't say I was afraid of it. And it took me actually a long while to realize that my surroundings, different people around myself back home, like my families, my, my friends, my relatives, those were the people who had those fears of like me getting robbed, me being alone, me having, you know, dangerous situations and I can't, my, can't help myself out of that situation. And uh, it took me a while to realize that they projected their fears on me. And mm. it took me a while to figure it out that they were like not my thoughts, my doubts, my fears. It was them from my um, social uh, environment, my social surroundings. And of course, I had I had uh, thoughts or doubts of like, mm, well, what happens if I'm gonna get dropped, or what happens if I'm you know 
alone what happens if i'm stuck somewhere and i don't have any more money but the thing is i always call it the factor um how do you say it in english uh, unbekannt unknown. i don't unknown yeah the, it, it's like the factor unknown basically what happens in your brain is when you don't have an experience a situation yet you always have this kind of like movie in your head like in germany called kopfkino yeah. and basically what happens because our brain i i, I kind of think that our brain is kind of like fucked up because it always wants to protect us yeah and therefore when we are about to learn or to acknowledge something new what our brain doesn't have experience yet it's more about like oh whoa, 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 wait nick wait a second i don't know this is like unknown you know um feel i haven't experienced yeah. yet so back up be careful <laughs> and, and i might just gonna show up like some crazy horror movie scenarios in your yeah. head <laughs> so maybe that you are afraid of it and you don't do it because i'm actually quite comfortable in my comfort zone so mm -hmm. that's what like you know the initial thought of my brain was and um so to answer the question yes i had like some thoughts about what could happen and i had like some movies in my in my mind about those worst case scenarios But to be honest, I'm really glad that I still had the courage um, to, to go out and like to set off and, you know, sit in the airplane with a one-way ticket to Mexico back 10 years ago. That's still so great. Like just going against your fears or whatever you have and just go for it no matter what. That's really nice. So another thing a lot of people who are traveling solo fear is being lonely on the road because you are not traveling with somebody else you cannot share experiences and since you have like both like you shared uh, you traveled with other people but you also travel a lot on your own do you have any advice for people that think they're gonna be lonely or what to do if you're actually feeling lonely on the road mm -hmm. um so first off there's a difference between being lonely and being alone mm -hmm. and a lot of people i mean i have to learn it as well to spend time with myself and that's a thing what you definitely will experience when you travel solo you have a lot of time for yourself that means you have a lot of like my fucks up in your head conversation with your own brain about like what's going on i'm out of my comfort zone holy shit what happens next but on the other side i wouldn't say there were a lot of moments i felt lonely so I mean, yes, of course, when you're back home in your normal environment, maybe you kind of like this very colorful bird, the only one in your social environment who had these thoughts about like, hey, I want to travel the world. And maybe your social environment is like, oh, I wouldn't do it, you know. And of course, then you would think you feel lonely because none of your friends would join you on this trip. But once you're abroad, once you're in a hostel, once you're, I don't know, like hitchhike or doing whatever, <laughs> Um, you actually realize there are a lot of other colorful birds out there who travel and therefore you will you won't be alone that much uh, you won't be lonely that much i would say um because there are always like some other travelers out there and it is so easy to get in contact with other peoples and it's different than back home i mean i always ask that question do you remember the last time of your you know your click back home your 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 circle of friends when was the last time a new member joined that circle of friends can you remember actually i can because last week i joined a wedding with like all of my hometown friends 
so okay. I can I can remember. But before I actually can't really. Okay, I mean the question was, how often does it happen that a new member is joining your circle oh, of friends? Oh, a new member. Ah. Exactly. Yes. Oh. Usually, just mm. if somebody has a new girl or boyfriend. <laughs> okay, yeah, <laughs> that's true. But if you're gonna be honest, you're stuck with the circle of friends yeah. from back in the days, and yes. usually it doesn't happen too often that a new person is joining that circle. Yeah. And with traveling, it's completely different because once you're out there, like we are social animals, I would call it. We are looking for other people who we can join. It's kind of like part of our DNA you know, mm -hmm. to, to be part of a group. And when you travel, you always look out to people to meet. And especially when you travel solo, you're not, you know, stuck together with your partner or, or like a friend and you have your own code of like talking yeah. or like you talk German or like Dutch or whatever. You obviously speak most of the time English or it depends where you are, maybe a little bit Spanish or something like that. And, um, so you're way more open to get in contact with different people and therefore um another great thing about getting to know new people out there is it's not about meeting complete strangers because even unconsciously you have something in uh something in in common because you're both traveling so therefore you already have an icebreaker and that's where the typical travel small talk starts about where are you from for how long have you been traveling where have you been where you go next do you have some advice what's your crazy story or, or something like that and it's actually quite easy um to get to know people on the road i actually at some point stopped asking like the typical country uh, like where are you from questions and sometimes spent even days with people i didn't know what they do back home or sometimes even their name just after some hours because you kind of connect on a other level it's different right like when you travel yeah. like i mean i had this one example when i've been to the fijis for the first time and i met uh, this canadian guy his name is dan and uh, after three days I literally talked to him about topics I've never ever told my best friends back home. Like we connected on a way deeper level. And um, up until this day, it was like 10 years ago, we are still very good friends. And uh, we actually met in eight different countries so far. Wow. I mean, we met in Fiji. We uh, backpacked through uh, Australia together. Then I uh, had a road trip to uh, um, like through the US and I met him in New York. And then we had a road trip together to his family in Canada. Uh, we had a big Fiji reunion in London, in England. Now he's living in Sweden. I visited him in Sweden. He visited me in Germany. And um, I think two years ago when I was backpacking through Vietnam, uh, like I spontaneously met him and we had like, a, I don't know, like five, uh, five days motorbike trip through Vietnam, which was amazing. And like, he's still one of my best travel mates. That's so amazing, like, especially when you can keep contact with each other over all those years and over all those distances, especially. Exactly. And that's actually like another stereotype of uh, or like the fear of people that you are not able to have very deep connections with people from all over the world, which is kind of like bullshit. I mean, yes, of course, some of them, they are just kind of like, you know, you get to know them on a night and you have a beer with them and you talk a little bit and, but then, you know, you go separate ways, you know, you go this way, the other person goes that way, or maybe you travel together for like a week or I don't know, but then you kind of like break up the contact or like, you know, you don't do it on a consistent way. 
but sometimes out there you will you know meet some gems <laughs> and you will just get connected with them and uh i don't know i have a lot of friends back from my couch surfing times uh from my first trip around the world uh which i'm still after 10 years in contact with yeah. actually a friend of mine like when i sorry to interrupt yeah, no, uh, when, no. I, when, when i traveled through canada uh, i was couch surfing at uh, laura's place and laura was um initially from uh from the canaries uh yeah from the canary islands and um since day one like she seemed like a sister to me and i seemed like a brother to her and we always call ourselves like um she's uh, my sister from another mister <laughs> and um we actually got along so well that i invent uh, that i invited her for my brother's wedding after two years before uh, after we first met wow that's so nice but i, I yeah. feel the same way like sometimes it doesn't take like years to build a strong connection Sometimes it's just a night or an evening that helps to like build this deeper connection with someone. You yeah, and it depends. <laughs> exactly. It depends about like how you embrace an unknown person and how you, you know, you have like your gut feeling of like trusting them and like the topics of, uh, you know, conversations you have with them. And um, that's a great thing about traveling because you like, you kind of like forget that feeling that you're like, you know, you're German or you belong to a nationality. It's about like we're all humans and um, you can connect with people from all over the world even when you don't speak the same language. Yeah, that's true. Even if you just have to use your hands and your feet sometimes. Exactly, and that's sometimes the most funniest uh, conversations ever. Like in my new book, The Dark Side About Traveling, I talk about like my lost in translation moments as well, where I really fucked up. <laughs> and uh, like, that, like at the beginning of that stories, um, I was like, oh, come on, did I really do that? But after a while, you just look back and you just smile about those experiences. And honestly, I don't want to miss them out. So when you say that, what was like for you the worst travel moment ever? Ooh, uh, <laughs> that's pretty hard to answer because I would say I have to categorize it. Actually, like in my new book, I, it was so hard. And I, and I put it on like a, kind of like a system where you can... Um, where you can rate the different categories. Okay. So I had like the the physical pain rate, the um, the mind fuck, the um, the the pain of your heart, like you know when something's like really terrible and you you know you start to cry or which is you know kind of like a pain in the heart. But also when you like really do idiotic stuff, and I'm pretty related to that one. <laughs> and um, yeah, so basically it's quite hard to answer. Um, like one specific story so maybe you're just gonna choose the category and i'm just gonna like burst out a story of that hmm. uh then i think the last one the okay. idiotic one yes the idiotic one <laughs> uh okay oh there are also some uh, some of them well when we just um we we talked about lo those uh, lost in translation moments so maybe i have a story about that so Basically, when I uh, lived in Australia and I used my broken travel visa to make some money to continue, you know, to uh, mm -hmm. gain some money for traveling, I ended up being a dishwasher and a floor manager um, in an Thai restaurant. And um, one night there was um, there were like two uh, Danish girls sitting at a table, and I was, you know, serving them food, and you know, we made some jokes and we talked, and we got along pretty well. And after my shift, I just sat down with them. And we just talked about you know everything and um they were asking me like so what are you normally going to do like after your shift and i was like oh you know sometimes because i work a lot uh, i enjoy um a shisha you know um yeah. like to smoke but i didn't use the word shisha because in english 
there's another word for it it's called hookah so mm -hmm. i was like oh you know sometimes to enjoy i'm just gonna you know go out and enjoy a hookah and because they're like really tasty they relax and um yeah you know sometimes i just use two of them right after each other because i don't know it's i think it's just delicious and i really start to relax and those girls they were like the fuck you just said what did you do and i <laughs> thought they didn't know what what a shisha was so i was like you know it's it's relaxing right? i just started the conversation again about how good how tasty they are how cheap they are how they relax me and they the girls just stood up and walked away and i was like what the fuck's going on what? and uh after a while it, it i realized that uh, there's another word in english um with a different ending like the one i talked about is like with an ah i like hookah like the shisha yeah. but there's also the word hooker which means a prostitute and those oh. Danish girls, they thought I was talking about prostitutes all the time. So I was sitting there, you know, <laughs> like convinced about talking about shishas and smoking. And they were like, no, he's talking about prostitutes, about how tasty they are, how cheap they are. Sometimes, you know, I, I use two of them right after each other. And wow. so, uh, yeah. So that kind of lost in translation moment, it was really like, I mean, at that moment, I was I felt a little bit embarrassed, but like <laughs> it didn't last long after that. I just you know looked back and I smiled. It was like oh, that was a typical Nick situation. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that was uh, that was one of those you know literally fucked up situations. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely a good story to tell. <laughs> oh yeah, basically right now it's a really good icebreaker. That's for yeah. sure. But I mean, of course, I mean my initial uh, thought about why I published my second book I mean the first one I mean you read it and you would actually say it was quite inspirational you know not just listening or reading my story but also you know it was kind of a little bit food for your own brain of like you know starting your own trip and the second one I would say it goes the same direction but with a totally different focus on it and um, since I'm doing this since 10 years I'm kind of a little bit sick of how travels or solo travels or world travels are placed on social media i mean all the time you just see like brilliant pictures from you know a couple standing on a rooftop terrace in turkey and like hot air balloons starting to race up in the background and you just feel like oh my god i really want to travel i mean yes those moments exists but to be honest i do miss the dark side of traveling who's gonna be thrown out on social media because every story has like two silver linings it's about mm -hmm. the dark side as well and yes of course i can talk about so many crazy amazing stories i experienced due to my 10 years of traveling the world but i would say even more than 50 percent was really shitty and fucked up like talking about like all those bed bugs all those mosquitoes all those diarrheas all those um scary situations all those mind fucks when you're like oh my god like i mean yes you can talk to people from different countries from different cultures like with hands and feet but there's also like a cultural difference and you have to get used to it and sometimes it definitely brings a mind fuck with you with them and um also sometimes like when you're as me like sometimes a little bit naive or like idiotic and um you have like some very painful experiences out there as well like i mean i already told it about in my first book about me getting shot with a spear gun in fiji or me sailing through a hurricane on a catamaran or in my new book um i mean what do you do when you end up in brazil and you roll down a dune and you end up touring like your um your, your calf muscle in half and you can't walk for six weeks like 
I don't see stories of that in social media about like how great traveling is when you basically are stuck in a hammock for six weeks and you have to build yourself some crutches because you can't walk and stuff like that. So those are the stories I really want to throw out there as well, not to scare people, but to edutainment, like it's kind of like an edutainment, like education and entertainment in once um, to tell people, hey, yes, enjoy your travels, but be aware there will be definitely some fuck ups on the way and don't be scared of them. Embrace your fuck ups because this is the material you really grow on. I mean, everybody can drink a mojito bare feet, dancing in the sand and listen to the Bacardi jingle. But those are not the moments you grow. It's yeah. about the fucked up situations where you really started, you know, to embrace or like to be grateful for different things. And um, that was actually like the initial reason why I wanted to to write um, my second book, like The Dark Side, what's not so great in, you know, 10 years of traveling. I can definitely relate to that, even though I haven't been traveling for 10 years, but I can definitely relate to like, there are a lot of shitty situations you pro probably would never be dealing with in your normal life. But in the end, those are like the moments you really yeah, grow from, like extend your comfort zone. And when you look back, it's still a good story to tell. You can probably laugh about it in that moment, you could not, but... <laughs> Exactly. That's, and, and that's kind of the twist of it, because every single story, which is kind of like bad or negative or like, you know, dark, I always look back and I really appreciate them after a while. I mean, Steve Jobs said it, you, you, you can just life, uh, live your life forward, but you just, you know, get it when you look at when you uh, look back at it. So therefore, every single fucked up situations, I'm happy that I experienced. I mean, obviously some of them, I really do not want to live again through. For example, <laughs> when I was uh, in the beginning of last year, when I was in, uh, in Kenya, and um, I had some uh, lime juice in my hair uh, mm -hmm. for the vitamin C and it you know, bleaches out. And I was after that, I mean, I put a lot of lime juice in my hair <laughs> and um, I ended up you know, playing in the sun with my girlfriend for an hour. And long story short, two days after that, I ended up being in a hospital with second degree acid burnings on 80% of my backs. I've never ever in my entire life felt that much pain. It was the worst pain ever. I couldn't do anything for weeks. I couldn't, you know, I felt like Edward from Twilight because I couldn't <laughs> go into the sun because it was just burning so bad. Yeah. And I had like blisters on my uh, collarbones and it was such a bad pain. It was like the worst pain ever. And um, I mean, those moments, you know, I learned my lesson. I will never ever add some lime juice in my hair and go straight to the sun afterwards. Um, but I learned my lesson. I, I really don't want to, you know, experience it again. But after a while, like even right now when I talk about it, I'm just shaking my head. It's like, Nick, you're such an idiot. <laughs> but, you know, it's part of the experience. Yeah. Um, I mean, like in my book or like, even though on my, like, you know, when I give an interview or talking on stage on it, I don't, um, I want to encourage people to do the same shit as I did. It's just more about to make them aware of, hey, it is possible that shit happens. Yeah. Embrace it. You will learn about it. Don't make the uh, same mistake twice, but still it's part of like, you know, your inner growth as well. Yeah. There are anyway, so many mistakes you can make without repeating yours. So I think. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it and fight them and let me know. Or write a book about it. <laughs> so um, from like those bad experiences, you probably learn the most. 
is there like some kind of skill you think which is only possible with travel or is like the greatest skill you can learn while traveling um i don't think it comes down to like one specific skill you just learn exclusively while traveling it's more about um the experience itself and due to your own experiences when you travel that you develop some skills on your uh, kind of like on your personal play so for example um like one of my biggest learnings from traveling for the past 10 years was whatever i do i'm a hundred percent responsible for it and like normally in society like everybody has dreams right yeah. um would you agree that some of our dreams or goals we don't pursue because we are scared what other people might think of us definitely so therefore what i learned while traveling is whatever you want to do um like people don't give a shit like in the, like on, a, on the second level on the first level it's about like you know they ask you so like oh you really want to do it or like they criticize you or they project their fears onto you but on the second le level everybody goes back home every single night and you know tucks in in their own bed and just thinks about their own challenges and problems it's not about that you're going to lie down tonight and it's like oh my god i really hope that nick's new book is going to be you know uh, successful or something like that it's like you have your own challenges and that's completely normal so therefore i realize whatever i want to do it's on my plate like i should not give a shit about what other people might think about it and also taking responsibility about everything we are really good in society of pointing our fingers to somebody else oh yeah um <laughs> if we want to achieve something so for example i want to travel the world but it's not my fault that my employee doesn't you know give me enough money or i don't earn enough money to do it or um it was my parents fault because they you know didn't send me on a different school to educate myself better to get my, a better job or whatsoever there are like so many excuses why you should not pursue your own dreams but if you're going to take that away and you say I'm responsible for every single thing in my life. In the beginning, it's quite hard because you're not allowed anymore to point out fingers, to blame others on your situations. You're, you're responsible by yourself. And therefore, um, that's one of the greatest lessons I learned. And the positive outcome about it, I mean, I'm going to set it into like a, a picture, I frame it in a picture. When you're on a boat or on a catamaran and um, when you don't know where to sail, no wind comes from the right direction. Yep. But when you take responsibility, whatever the wind comes from, you are in charge of the right way. So you will actually go to your destination and you can't blame anybody else. You can't blame the weather. You can't blame the wind. You can't blame the crew. It's your responsibility to set the sail straight or like in the direction you want to, you know, to sail. And therefore, that's actually like one of the greatest skills I've learned um, on my travels that you're responsible for everything in your life. That's such a great lesson. And I can definitely relate to that as well. Like when you realize you're responsible for your life, actually everything's uh, possible. So it is, it, it is kind of like a phrase, yeah. but it's so much truth behind it. I mean, I can, I can remember uh, last year when we went to the Adventure Days in Austria and we had like this conversation uh, with different people from the group of like, I really want to do it. And I asked the question like, why don't you do it? And then like, just like that simple question, why don't you do it? And people yeah. are like, uh, well, and then you, <laughs> you, you see in their face, they start to come up with an excuse 
of like, yeah, I don't have enough money. Like, why don't you have enough money? Uh, well, I don't earn enough. Yeah, like, what are you gonna do? Like, that's, I mean, obviously, um, everybody has goals, like, or like dreams to achieve, but focusing on them and kind of like pointing up the middle finger is like, I don't give a shit about like whatever happens around me. I'm just really, you know, crushing it. And I really want to go through that. It's about setting your focus, being really honest with yourself about um, if you really want to do it. Like if you decided that you really want to do something, your priorities will change as well. Oh, yeah. And it's so much more easy to do it. So for example, if somebody wants to travel the world and they were like, okay, no, like that's my conclusion. I really want to do it. And you're like really believe in yourself your priorities will change automatically. That means you don't go out that much to spend any more money. You more like spend time back home and do some research about like how to set up a trip around the world. If it's like, you know, going through uh, countless blocks or like do your research or uh, whatsoever, it's about setting your focus straight to achieve something. And it doesn't have to be like, you know, traveling. It's about like, you know, working on your relationship, uh, you know, being an entrepreneur or doing whatever it's about the focus and the priorities yeah like i there's one book the subtle art of not giving a fuck and it's one of my favorite books and it says like at some point all people want to be happy but it's not about what people want to have it's about what people are like willing to do to get it mm -hmm. there, i don't know if it was like when we're in, on, on on phrases right now <laughs> there's this one phrase of um if you want to change something, you have to do what you've never done before. But if you always do something, what you already have done, you will never change. Yeah. There's a lot of truth behind that one as well. Yep. True that. True that. <laughs> <laughs> so um, besides your new book that's going to be released with like all those dark sides, um, when is the release date again? Like, uh, the 7th of September, the book will be published and also like um, the uh, audible version as well. Like I spoke it myself. Because, I mean, there's like a lot of shit coming my way of like, oh, Nick, you're not a professional speaker, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I don't like the book. But then again, I don't give a fuck because a lot of people, they really appreciate that the author reads itself so yes. they can listen to it and it's way more authentic and you can't please everybody if you try to be everybody's darling you end up being everybody's asshole um, but back to your questions the <laughs> releasing date is the 7th of september so it's about like three weeks from the point we kind of like reported that podcast okay so probably by the time this podcast will be out the book is already published so Bam. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways um I definitely gonna get a copy of that one and <laughs> I can only recommend you to do the same and like besides having like traveling or books like what do you plan to have like in your future do you like still want to like go on with your life like you do right now like traveling and hopefully not spend too many days in Germany or do you plan to like settle down at some point or do you just go with the flow whatever's happening <laughs> Um, due to my travels, I would say I'm not a big fan anymore of having like a 10 years plan of my life because I just experience like whenever you have a plan, the world's gonna fuck you up. 
<laughs> and you can't do your plan as you wish. And this is totally okay. So I embrace the unknown. And what's definitely sure is what I enjoy right now. But I wait. I love what I do right now. So I totally enjoy it. And therefore, I'm definitely going to continue to uh, explore the world and travel. Um, there might be a day I'm going to wake up and I'm going to be like, hey, I've seen a lot and there might be there might be a change of priorities right now, you know, maybe like creating a family or something. But I would say traveling will still be a very, very, very big part. I mean, right now, I don't see myself raising children back home in Germany, settling down having a house, fighting with my neighbors, complaining about why the bus is five minutes late. It's more about maybe having like, I mean, I could totally imagine myself having like a small Nick with long blonde hairs and we're gonna go out for surfing or something like that. Um, but therefore, uh, there's like no due date to that. And um, I'm just going with the flow, I would say. I mean, I always say, if you're able to do whatever you love in the present, your future is gonna be all right. Yeah. And if I would have like some challenges right now, like I mean, I have challenges every single day, um, but I'm kind of like working through them instead of like, you know, pushing them away and, you know, pointing fingers to like, it's not my fault. And therefore, um, I'm actually quite happy with uh, how it works right now. I mean, obviously, I'm really hoping that Corona is going to, uh, you know, fade away um, because like due to the adventure days or adventure camps there are like so many plans i really want to do like you know, setting up on adventure camps traveling with the group and you know helping them and stuff um i can't do it since about two years due to corona um but apart from that i would say um if i would have a plan it would look right now like what i'm doing every single day that's amazing i think that's probably like the best goal to have in life like actually living the life you want to live in probably 10 years or or like whenever so that's really nice that you already have actually to be honest i wouldn't say it would be nice to live a life whatever you want to do in 10 years just start today yeah just just do it today i mean if you're gonna set up your goals like if you say in your mind like i'm gonna be happy when i'm gonna um you know uh complete this task or when i'm gonna be or like i'm happy when i'm financially free i'm happy when i'm you know and you set a, a date to it or like a specific goal you're always pushing it further and further away and therefore just start to be happy right now and do what you love figure out how you can literally translate that into maybe a way of living it and like or making money with it and um yeah That's perfect. Like, I, I really like, like, I already feel like I learned again something today. And I have like three last questions because I always want to have like three questions. In the future, this will be one question of my non-existing community, but probably in the future. Um, it's gonna be one question my previous guests pointed out. Mm -hmm. And it's gonna be one question by myself. <laughs> But okay. Since, all right. since today I, I don't have one from the community, it's going to be two of myself and one um, from my previous guest, uh, which was Kasia in Vienna. So first question is, who or what inspires you the most? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, who or what? Um, 
daily inspiration i do get from a lot of people it depends about the topic so for example if it's like business wise and you have business struggles there is uh gary vanacek for example who is about it's not about how much you money how much money you make it's about how you make your money and uh, that happiness is way more valuable than money and like my daily inspiration i will actually get through um different people from uh, instagram for example Mm -hmm. um what inspires me is actually uh the phrase i have on my own wristband um maybe i don't know if like five years ago i already had them or not it's a it's a wristband and it says hell yeah what i write and um that thought of me thinking when i'm lying in my deathbed and i'm looking back on my life and i would be able to say hell yeah what i write instead of having any regrets that is actually like one really big thing what inspires me i really like that i and i actually have the wristband but i got it on the second show i attended like in college oh okay <laughs> i see i see i see <laughs> okay so next question is like a real random one like if you could be a drink which one would you be gin tonic just because i love gin tonic i mean i'm not an influencer i'm a gin influencer and um it's i don't know i just love gin tonic and now we're coming to the question kasia asked in the last podcast like which random movie or show you feel ashamed to watch and why or do you even uh okay to be honest um since 10 years no okay for the past 10 years i've lived i've traveled i've getting along without any tvs for nine years so basically last year due to corona due to that i was um you know having a lot of free time as well because i couldn't do you know any live shows i actually bought me a tv which i barely use then like if maybe for some shows on netflix i'm always just watching movies in english and um but if i would be embarrassed or something i just wouldn't watch it I mean, I've heard, I mean, sometimes Stephanie, my girlfriend, when she's really bored or if she just don't want to think, she's just uh, kind of like, you know, throw on some trash. And I was like, I, I can't, wait. I just, I just can't. And there's like this, I, I think it's called Love Island or something. It's just like some really yes. crazy German <laughs> trash TV of like spooky people running around naked on an island and trying to hook up, hook up. And there's just like this artificial scenery of like drama. And I just, I just can't watch it. I'm, I'm really getting aggressive watching that kind of stuff. Like it's, I just want to, you know, go and in, walk into the TV and just punch the people in their face. <laughs> and it's like, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not watching it. I can't watch it because I'm getting really aggressive. Um, but on the other hand, I do enjoy, um, well, actually last year in Mexico, when I had Corona, I was out for like 10 days. I completely binge watched um, Breaking Bad because everybody was talking about it. I've never watched it. And I think Breaking Bad and Game of Thrones are the only two series I, I watched. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not bad. Okay, so for my next interview, you are honored to um, get me a question for my next guest. Oh. It, could be basically it could be super deep it can be super stupid whatever you feel like <laughs> okay all right um poo, let me think about it um i would say define freedom for oh yourself. that's a really good one 
I like that. <laughs> okay, so we are finally coming to an end here. I really, really enjoyed talking to you. And it was, again, a huge inspiration for me. And um, is there anything you want to say, like your last words, what you want to get out there? Uh, live life to the fullest. <laughs> enjoy it. Enjoy every single moment because um, life is way too short to be boring. Bang, my drop. And now wow. everybody can <laughs> just kind of like figure out what it means for themselves. Is it like pursuing your biggest dreams or like finally talking to that girl or talking to that guy or <laughs> finally, you know, you're getting your ass up and do something. Um, life is way too short to be boring. So just go out and, you know, live life to the fullest, I would say. I really like that one as well. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So thank you. Thank, thank you so much for being on my podcast. And thank you so much. I could uh, have the honor to be on your podcast. I'm really excited about it. And actually, it doesn't happen too often to do uh, podcasts in English, but I'm kind of like getting the hang out of it. It's, uh, I, I like it. I maybe should uh, do like once a week or no, once a month, my own podcast, like an English version or something of it, because like right now I'm just doing content in German. Um, but yeah, let's see. Let's see. Definitely, you're going to reach like all your international friends with that as well. So, well, it's still on my list. Maybe like not maybe I, I can guarantee in a couple of years there will be live shows all over the world. Oh, I'm English. excited for that. <laughs> oh yeah, me too, me too. So maybe in a couple of years, some is like, you know, reaching out and listening to that podcast episode. It's like, holy shit, this is the guy I've just seen in like the Atlanta stadium in front of 10,000 people. <laughs> you never oh, know. Okay, perfect. So I think we're going to end it here. Thanks again. And I'm going to link all your socials in the show notes so everybody can check you out, check out your stories. Like I think we had a lot of teasers during this podcast and... Um, yeah, I can definitely recommend read the whole story or listen to the podcast. So perfect. Thank you so much, Marina, for being part of the podcast. Yeah, thank you. And have a great day back in Germany. <laughs> I will. I will. Actually, it's the first uh, four weeks straight. I'm being back home in the year 2021. So um, it's fine. I can I can live with it. And actually, there's like a lot of uh, work to do due to my uh, book promotion. But uh, I enjoy it. So therefore, all good. That's good. Okay, so see you hopefully soon somewhere on on this beautiful world. Somewhere on Definitely. the road. Definitely. <laughs> somewhere on the road. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> okay. Thanks for taking time to listen to the On The Roadcast. If you liked this episode, you would warm my heart with a nice review on iTunes, a comment on YouTube, or a private message on Instagram. And of course, you make me super happy if you share my podcast as it helps other listeners finding my show and hopefully to inspire them to travel the world.